Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and this summer um, we have been having a series of podcasts that are all about shifting, changing and shifting. And my dear friend and former co-host with Midday Connection, Melinda Schmidt, has joined me on all of these conversations. And so I welcome her here again. Hi, Melinda. Hey there. I have so enjoyed these um, kind of shorter conversations. Mm -hmm keeping them about 30 minutes and uh, yeah, just talking about shifting. It's not as weird as we think it is. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope that's been comforting. I, I think every time we've done these in my mind, I'm thinking the main point of me being here is to say, you're not crazy, whoever's listening and to encourage others to say, Hey, growth means some shifting and you're leaving some things behind and it can be very confusing, sad, can be grief. But I think today we want to talk about how we can feel good about shifting because shifting is hard. Growth is hard. But what, what about the good parts? Well, I think one of the things we need to remember is to have an openness. And I think of myself, I just came back from a lovely time away visiting um, some of Mike's kids and grandkids and friends in Chicago. And, but I was out of my routine and I got home and, and you know what? I had just a tremendous time and I didn't think a lot about it, got home and, you know, you get back into that routine. And I started thinking about that and reminding myself that while a routine can be nice, I need to always remain open with my hands mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, just going away, getting out of my routine was a really good thing. And I started noticing what I missed what I didn't miss, mm -hmm. what I was better off without, what, you know, and I think mm -hmm. as we move into a posture of shifting, um, I think it's a good reminder to remain open because maybe there's a direction or something that is part of shifting that maybe we weren't aware of, or maybe we were even stiff arming, but to hold our hands open to mm -hmm. receive is a good yeah, place to be. So good. So good. And I, backed by science, which tells us routines are both good, but the other side of the coin is we need to mix it up. Um, yes. Even they say mixing up our apps on our iPhones or whatever, um, not because the brain needs challenge. And I don't know of anybody who says growth is bad. It doesn't always feel good. Um, yeah. If it's a tumor that's plaguing us, that's bad, right. but that's something we definitely want to get out. Mm -hmm. And so that we can continue, you know, in a, in a healthy way and healthy life. So, you know, growth is good, but you have to like, I'm looking out at the trees outside our windows, they have to be pruned. Yes. The landscapers come across and they chop fronds off the palm trees and they look bare, but they're growing and coming back and flourishing 
right after. And of course, nature is just such a good picture of growth. Yeah. Fantastic. What a mm-hmm. gift. What, who, I don't know who it is. Who is it that calls nature our second Bible? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that Walt Whitman or I don't know. I, I go to it more and more before I even go to scripture sometimes now, God's first voice. Yeah. It's been called and our, yeah, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Our natural world is, is created by God and mm-hmm. where our brains want to go to writing, thinking books. And so it's growth, even to look at God's world and think of it differently, see it differently. And yeah. And also I think the other beauty of nature more often than not, there are multiple ways to see something and we are very, um, I get, always get it mixed up, but non-dual thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Very black, white, right, wrong, this, that, no, there's no space for a continuum, dualistic. There's no space. And when you look at nature, there's always space. There's shift and change going on there all the time. Yes. Adaptation. Um, And I'll use the word evolution. It's just a part of the process that happens uh, in life, in nature, um, absolutely. And we have to pay attention to that. Yeah. Well, we came up with four um, topics um, today that maybe we can start to move through just about how we can feel good about shifting, adapting, being flexible. And um, the first is was easy to kind of think about because um, it's creativity. Yeah. And the reason it's easy is because I have been watching you, Anita, I guess I would say mostly since last year, I, I, I see it um, back to the time of healing after your um, fall and your TBI. Yeah. And all of a sudden you were crafting more and getting stuff out at your kitchen table. I'm not sure exactly why I must've felt comfortable. Maybe you could talk more about that, but um the, the, the crafting, you know, you did jelly plates for a while, you did this and that. Well, it's evolved into, well, there might be some surprises to come to see how it's evolved, <laughs> but one is things that you might sell online and so forth. And not that that gives us, gives it greater validity, but it's been a wonderful outlet um, for you in a time of change. Absolutely. And, and, and I was thinking of that quote by um, Brene Brown, who talks about creativity and integration. Um, here's the quote. It's from Rising Strong, her book, Rising Strong. Creativity embeds knowledge so that it can become practice. We move what we're learning, and we might say shifting, what we're learning from our heads to our hearts, through our hands. Okay, I'll read that again. We move what we're learning from our heads to our hearts through our hands. We are born makers and creativity is the ultimate act of integration. Creativity helps us integrate, she's saying. Creativity is the ultimate act of integration. It's how we fold our experiences into our beings. I love that. (laughs) So uh, this is one of those components that might be open to us. Um, as we are shifting and and saying, oh my gosh, how did I get here? Is this right? I don't know if I'm right or wrong. And 
I think, Anita, your influence in our friendship has got me going now, where I finally feel comfortable to drag out my kind of apartment sized because we're <laughs> in the apartment now. I used to have a studio full of, you know, create creative uh, stuff, but uh, apartment sized um, bin of creative stuff. And I'm getting into it myself and loving it. And it's really a nice alternative even to written journaling. I sometimes journal now creatively in my little book here, which, what is the size of this? Do you remember I'm holding it? Oh yeah, it's that, that's six by nine or that's five, five and a half by eight, five and a half by eight, I think. You- yeah, it's eight, a five and a half by eight. It's yeah. a Strathmore visual journal for mixed yes. media. Yeah. So it's a little thicker pages. Interested. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Thank you. And also, I, I think one of the things I wanted to add was there's a, there's very much an intuitive part to this process that we may not even be aware of initially. And I'll even go back to why and how I dragged out all my bins of um, art supplies and whatnot. Right, because yours had been tucked away. It had where? been tucked away here. In yeah. fact, it, it was Mike and I were not bit fighters, really arguers. We had a fight the day <laughs> of our move. Have I, I ever shared that. this? I don't yeah. know. Go ahead. I remember. Right. And, you know, we, we moved with three pods. Well, there was no room for my art bins. Everything was loaded. And Mike said, that's all right. You don't need those. Oh, and Ooh. I, I yes, I, words. <laughs> I just sort of I said, yes, I do. No, you don't. You don't use and I and the truth is I had not used it. They, they had been packed away. But I did not get rid of this. I purged all kinds of things, but I did not purge this before our move. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but a friend of ours, um, Scott, came and whispered in my ear, I'll find room. And oh. he did. Oh. he's he's an enneagram i think he's an enneagram nine he didn't oh. like our our argument there and he's like i'll find room and he did <laughs> but you know what i started wondering after we moved here we'd been here three years four years i had never pulled them out i fell i had this traumatic brain injury and it was not that long after and i said mm-hmm. mike will you help me pull out these bins and it, so Explain I didn't that though. How did, yes. what, what happened? I don't know. That's why I say there's an intuitive piece to this. Yeah. Somehow I intuitively knew this was going to be a part of my healing. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't have put those words to it then, but I see it now. And even as you and I talk through what we might be doing, you know, each other might be doing creatively um, I'll do something, you'll do something. And initially you don't even see the meaning of it. And sometimes it's just joyful and lovely to look at, but then you start seeing an underlying meaning. And that, that's why it's called intuitive art or intuitive art journaling or intuitive collaging. I'm sure you can do some abstract things. I've done that with watercolor and whatnot. That's even just calming and peaceful to look at. But yeah. The intuitive piece, which I think I see you kind of looking at one of your art journals now, and you're resonating and kind of shaking your head. Well, what I'm resonating with is that starting out can be very like basic. Yes, like, I the stuff I was doing at the beginning of the year, and it's kind of, kind of, it's not enriched like it is now. A- absolutely. I started, and it seemed dumb. Like 
here's a page I just wrote the word legacy or something I can't even read it all it's like okay what the heck was that about now what I'm doing is a lot more rich mm-hmm. but I yes. had to give myself time yes and, and grace and, and yeah. And, and it comes, you know, and yes. I think for me too, I've started, I've been with a, uh, a new counselor and even my time with her is like motivating me to hit my, this creative journal. So, mm-hmm. and it's helping me integrate. So yeah. I think it's the voice too, that's in my life now yes. is opening me up. Yes. Like Renee says it opens our minds and hearts and then it comes out through our hands. Could be writing and journaling, could be creative. Absolutely. And, you know, as Brene said in that quote, we are all, I don't, can't remember her words, but we are all infused with creativity, right? right? We know this made in the image of a creator God, the ultimate creator. So, oh yeah, that creative dust is all over us. But to believe that is another thing. Like yes. I've, I've heard that too. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you you have to believe it by faith because I don't know that we all feel it or want to take time for it, honestly. Or and it looks differently. Well, right, we don't know it. It looks different for each person. It's not the same kind of creativity. There are, you know, I just think of someone who's an engineer. That mathematic creativity, and I mean, you know, obviously math is more of a set piece, but, but to come up with, like, think of architecture and, uh, you know, the, the creative bent that you have in, in a field like that, or uh, even in the field of medicine, you know, it's not an exact science. There's creativity. How do we bring creativity to our shifting journey? Like you might be an architect at work, but like how, what do you want to do when you go home and you're like, wow, my beliefs are changing. And like, even you and I, we're doing different things. My stuff looks different than what you're doing, even though I know you've done some creative journals and you've done other artwork. Also, people could follow you on Facebook or Instagram and eat Illustria and see what you're doing. Sure, yeah. uh, Because you've been posting things. So you never know how that creativity might come from the head and heart in a new way that you hadn't expected. And I think- well, one of the things that um, you've talked about before, I think um, often when we are in some kind of a shifting journey, which sometimes has to do with faith, sometimes it could be family, some, you know, fill in the blank. Um, it's not always comfortable. And sometimes there's pain involved. And I think that that the infusion of creativity into the midst of that is mm-hmm. also a bit of a pain relief. It's an outlet. Yes. Yes. So good. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I think you're right. I think that like some of the shifting that's going on in my life, it feels comforting and good. And dare I say, kind of fun and different to do. I'm holding something up for you. See? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, you're, and even to tell people you, you, what you were holding up to me is like a collage page where there are, you know, not neat cut straight edges, but ripped pieces of various colors and shapes. And, um, it's abstract. You know, it's a, I ripped yes. them out of magazines. The biggest one's probably an inch and a half. And I did only did it with my hands, no scissors. Yeah. And I wanted them to kind of fit together like a stained glass window. And it's just, 
a random grouping of things, but um, I love looking at it. So yeah. And, 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 you know, you've, you were talking about a more random grouping of things and I was thinking of something, I'm trying to hold it up to the, are you going to explain that? I cut out this, this image of this woman. It was so interesting, this older woman and she was holding from a magazine and she was holding a, a photo actually of Fidel Castro in her arms. And I didn't, I thought, Hmm, well, I feel like I can do something with this woman. I cut her out and glued her down and, and made some like landscape um, materials underneath her. And I thought I'm going to paint over that. And wait, what do you I, mean landscape material? Oh, here, hold that. Oh, I see. You, you did just, the background behind her. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, I, ripped, I ripped strips uh-huh. of different paper and kind of made a landscape mm-hmm. just underneath her to, um, and then, and then I thought, and I, I wasn't even actually thinking, what can I put in its place in the place of that framed photograph? I just kind of intuitively knew I, I painted over it and painted this heart. And so she's holding a heart. I think she's holding her heart. I covered it up with a butterfly and I made it, you, it can be motion. And so you move the butterfly wings out of the way and it uncovers the heart. So, and I think that I didn't even think about the why of that initially, but you know, new life, this woman is being born to new life, that butterfly image. Mm -hmm. I mean, out of the cocoon, Mm -hmm. that dictator that has led her life is no longer there. Mm -hmm. And there's this heart that she's holding. Who knows whose heart that is? Yeah, it it could be her, you know, in the picture, I'm thinking this is her heart and she, Mm -hmm. but yes, she could be holding someone else's heart. And that's the beauty Mm -hmm. also of creativity and art. Someone else can look at this and think, something yeah. else that is specific to their life. Mm-hmm. And right. you know, I didn't think some of these thoughts uh, when I did it until afterwards, I'm like, well, isn't right. that interesting, et cetera, et cetera. Right. 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 And that's that intuitive yeah. side of things. And I don't know if you're listening, you may be like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Well, remember Anita wasn't doing that, you know, <laughs> a year ago when she had her yeah, um, two now, but two years. I know in my head, I'm like, I know 2021. 20, yeah, two years ago. Wow. And I wasn't, and I was laughing you weren't at, doing that. at you saying, mm-hmm. you know, you looked at your older stuff, and I uncovered some older stuff not long ago. And I thought, wow, it's not that good. But you know what? It was good for me at the time. And I've just what grown. It's what I could it's do. Okay to be frustrated with shifting. It's okay to be frustrated with your creativity and expression mm-hmm. till it comes to you. I made several trips to Target trying to buy paint. I thought for this or that stuff I ended up not using. Yeah, you might waste some money, but you're trying yet. things. You haven't used it yet, Melinda. Exactly. <laughs> Hang on to it. Yes, to absolutely. It. Yeah. So that's our first feel good is the creativity that comes and the joy that it brings, the soothing it brings, and how it furthers our shifting and helps us integrate it into our lives. And then the next one is um, just learning. I mean, learning the hard stuff, getting it out of our systems, getting it out of our, you know, confronting our family systems, Mm -hmm. our religious systems, 
and feeling perhaps even more relief, um, even in the pain. Um, you know, I know that you and I have both <laughs> taken on some journeys of learning that we've been able to share and bounce off with each other. And I will say some friendships um, can handle that. Others don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you, you know, get to pick and choose. But I know another friend, Lori in Indiana, who re-found a friend yeah. who was totally getting into the growth stuff that Lori was. That's so and great. Well, you know, that wasn't the case. So, you know, these God's mercies are new every morning. It says in Lamentations 3. And I've been surprised at what I've been able to read or what comes in my mailbox, or I just stumble across or somebody. And there's something there to continue that, that learning and to encourage us along the way. And I, I looked at another um, Brene quote um, that I'll read. Um, she, Brene Brown said, people may call what happens at midlife a crisis, but it's not. It's an unraveling a time when you feel a desperate pull to live the life you want to live, not the one you're supposed to live. The unraveling is a time when you're challenged by the universe to let go of who you think you're supposed to be and to embrace who you are. Midlife is certainly one of the great unraveling journeys, but there are others that happen to us over the course of our lives. Think back to this, marriage, divorce, becoming a parent, recovery, moving, an empty nest, retiring, experiencing loss or trauma, or working in a soul-sucking job. Mm -hmm. And she winds it up by saying, the universe is not short on wake-up calls. We're just quick to hit the snooze button. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's true. I mean, sometimes we're just not ready yet for all that. And I, I do read this and think, well, it's a privileged person that can face into that unraveling. I know some are, you know, working hard, single parents, they're making life happen the best they can, they're caretaking, but in bits, you know, we can't attend to these things. And I would even add that I think, as Brene said, this is midlife, and I'll even add to second half of life hmm. kind of stuff that, you know, Richard Rohr talks about as well. And I, I would say, in fact, I, I'm going to include these quotes uh, in the show notes, I'll put hmm. those in there. Because I often will encourage a, um, a spiritual direction client, and I and I want to say the same thing to whoever's listening to the podcast, that I think we can sometimes treat these quotes like Alexio Divina, where we sit with them, where we don't just read them. You know, it's great to hear Melinda read them, and she and I, you know, a quick discussion of it, and you move on. But for, for mm -hmm. us to take that quote and sit with it, not for five minutes or an hour, but how about a week? How about we read it every day for a week and maybe something new strikes you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've listened to this podcast on Saturdays, I release a poem, a prayer or a quote, and it's, it's for that purpose. What, mm -hmm. what might be in that for you? What might be in these Brene Brown quotes for you today? What did, as you heard Melinda read it, what word or phrase elevated for you as it went past your ears? That's okay. how Lexio Divina works. You know, you do, we do the same practice with scripture. You can do it with poems, with prayers, with a quote. And I would encourage you, whatever God is using to speak into your life with, 
And it might be a scripture verse or passage. I grew up where I grew up that you you would just read volume. Let's read the Bible through in 90 days. Now, not that there's anything inherently wrong with that, but wow, what if we sat with four verses for a week mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. might the Holy Spirit nudge us over the course of a week each time we read that right, passage, right, 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 right. Oh, so much comes to mind <laughs> with that example. <laughs> do you have uh, Anchors of the Soul? I handy? do. And I bet well, I've got it handy that too. December 20. I, I came across this yesterday. In fact, I'm going to put a couple lines on this latest page I did in my art journal. Speaking of which, you know, Anita, while you find that, um, just thinking like what you said about taking a few words that maybe have come to you today. And that's something you could put on a piece of paper or in a little journal and um, just write it in the middle of the page and doodle. Or cut something out from a magazine or see if there's something in the mail, an image or something you want to slap on there and see what happens for the next week with that. What starts coming to you? That's Absolutely. one of those ways of integrating. But I loved this um, from December 20, which I don't know why I looked it up right now. I think I was looking for topics in the back, but I thought this was so good about what comes to us and how it leads us on the path of self-discovery. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to read. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to read it. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's, you know, Joyce Rupp, who's just this wonderful writer, and it's called Pebbles of Truth. Uh, And she uses different names for God whenever she starts one of her prayers. And Uh I love that. We're so used to a singular name, you know, oh God, or Father God. Mm -hmm. But she makes us think. So she starts this with great mystery. For many years in my journey of life, I have searched for a deeper meaning, one that gives purpose and direction. I have learned that in every experience and in each person who comes my way, in theologies, philosophies, psychologies, and in every form of spirituality and prayer, I find another pebble of truth on the path. All lead me to discover who I am and why to enter into the fullness of union with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How beautiful. And she's got a little thought at the bottom. She says, today I watch for pebbles to lead me in fuller union. And, you know, I know she talks about, you know, the point of this being to enter in the fullness of union with God, but in another sense too, I, I just feel like, you know, you're just worth it yourself. <laughs> And I think that, especially as people have grown up in a faith tradition, it's like, well, everything has to be anchored to God. Well, we are God's creation. Everything is anchored to God, but we yeah, don't have yeah, to, yeah. it doesn't have yeah. to be underlined and stated all the time, right? right. It's inherent. I think, I think God knows that we need this. Yes. We need it to be better people, better contributors to this time in history where God has put us here in 2023 and better in our families, putting to rest ancestral junk, mm. getting rid of it, moving forward, paving the way um, as we pass on for generations to come. We have meaning and finding ourselves and what's good that's there needs to be expanded. And what's not good needs to be left behind. Shifting needs to happen. And I think we respond sometimes, at least I certainly do, 
to new, fresh language. Mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes we get in a rut. We've heard the same faith language forever. What beautiful language, great mystery, mm-hmm. right? For many years in my journey, I've searched for a deeper meaning, one that gives purpose and direction. And then she comes down to this, you know, I find another pebble of truth on the path. Mm-hmm. I just love that imagery. Mm-hmm. What pebble, you know, you don't have to look for a bucketful. What singular pebble might you cross, you know, stumble upon or might cross your path today? Not you ten pebbles. Who yeah. you are. That's right. And why? I think something that's kind of been lost in, in some faith traditions is the respect for the self and the preciousness of each individual and really expanding kind of that pro-life view. Yes. We are valuable people on a timeline and that we have something to bring to others while we're here and we can do some shifting that is so monumental that it is incredible to think how it can affect others now. And as I said, in the days to come, And I guess this is one of those feel goods that I would put under faith, a faith journey, expanding through paths of mystery and doubts and being willing to say, hey, I can think for myself. I don't have to lean into an institution. I can come away with what is good. I can leave behind, which I just don't think is right or I don't think is true or I don't read scripture that way and I don't Mm -hmm. know God that way. So our faith expanding is one of those feel goods, but hard to do, or as my kids used to say, hard do, hard do when they were young, (laughs) because we're leaving behind groups of others and some may not agree with us. So it's a very tender time, Mm -hmm. very tender time. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No, that was beautiful. Um, The last one that I know we wanted to address today was health and this is something i think for each of us has become kind of life-changing the last couple of years you were playing ping pong one minute and the next you're in a (laughs) trauma unit at the sarasota memorial (laughs) and you um, and what of you (laughs) and for me this year i've discovered i've had a pinched nerve and excruciating pain at times i mean i have been sobbing at times and just wondering what in the world, God, why, how did this happen? I really am just starting to drive again. And, um, it's, it may be strange to think that this is one of the feel goods about shifting, but really I'm learning confinement can mean new points of view on life. And I think you're nodding, Anita, you've, you've felt that too. I, there is a silver lining to all this. And believe me, I've, this has been taxing on me and Dave, my husband who's had to step up more, but I'm, I'm going to emerge from this a different person. Yes. And it has really shaken me. It's given me a point of view about life that I think will be life-changing because I never want to have this again. That's for sure. So I, I want to bow to what I'm learning and observing and what's important in life and who I'm about. Um, what do I really want to invest in? What am I looking forward to after I get more healing? Mm-hmm. So I know if any of the rest of you have had a period of confinement, you're probably going, yep, I get what you're saying. 
And no fun. No, <laughs> no, no, no fun. And I'll add that someone listening, and it could be us, may have a period of confinement that does not end. And right. how will we, oh. how will we move? Right not through it. I mean, yes, but move with that. How will we shift and change and engage life and ourselves, those around us in the midst of it, in the midst of a situation that is ongoing? Yeah. 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 Um, So I think we just want to encourage those of you for whom that is true, Mm -hmm. because there has to be something there that has shifted in you that is maybe a blessing to you or those around you, but we would life wish is this. not over. Life is, life not, is over. not over. Yeah. Exactly. And we wouldn't wish this on anyone. I think mm-hmm. of others, the confinement of sorrow mm-hmm. neighbors here, whose son took his life. They're in their own special bubble right now. Their points of view are being shaken yes. and shifted their views of God. And they're, they're just searching. So even in our health, um, I don't, it doesn't feel good. That's the wrong thing to say, but it's a blessing maybe, or a silver lining. I said earlier, you, you have to go through it. I mean, when and you're, maybe it's an awakening, tingling, it's right, maybe right. an awakening, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good word for it. I was yeah. saying when your arms tingling, I just talking to our neighbor downstairs, he also has a pinched nerve and has a weakening mm-hmm. arm and this and that. When these things are happening um, and we're on pain meds and trying all sorts of the next best thing to help us, you know, there's stuff that's pretty deep that's going on inside. Our points of view are shifting. Absolutely. And I'm glad for that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad for that. If my arm keeps tingling the rest of my life, I'm glad for what this experience has brought me, but yeah. I wish it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would love to hear from uh, anyone listening who any part of what we've been talking about today connects with you. If you're sitting there nodding your head, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email, producer at anitalustria.com, producer at anitalustria.com. We'd love to hear hear your thoughts and how what the shifts are that are going on in your own life and how that's affecting you. And and um, if you're growing, learning, changing, I, we would love to hear from you. That would be great. Yes, very much so. Because that's the big thing. We don't want to be alone. Yes. want to encourage each other and you're yeah. encouraging us when you write. Absolutely. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. We can feel like we're not the only one. Yeah. And I'll put the Brene quotes and the Joyce Rupp prayer oh, in the show notes as well. And I was thinking when you post this on Facebook, then in the bottom comments, you could maybe post the picture of the woman. Ah, okay. And you could do one with the wings closed, closed and then and opened. Open. Maybe everyone would like to see that. Yeah, you we'll do. Have that on Facebook. Uh, that's a good, good. Thank you for that. We'll do. Well, thanks again, Melinda. Great conversation. Thoughtful. Um, even more to think about than when we began our conversation at the beginning. So grateful for you. Thanks. Likewise. And to everyone else, keep the conversation going. <laughs>